It's time to wake the F up. This is the issue right here. We could be on the verge of a massive environmental disaster in Brazil. Scientists say wildfires are raging across the Amazon rainforest at a record rate. Environmentalists blame ranchers and loggers who want to clear and use wow. the rain. And let's talk about this with wild, wildlife biologist Jeff Corwin. Jeff, it's so good to have you on. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ex explain why Thanks, John. what's going on in the Amazon right now is so disturbing and what the potential effects are for the entire planet. Great question. First of all, you just said we're on the verge of an environmental catastrophe. Correction, we are in the midst of an environmental catastrophe. So what's the big deal about rainforests? Well, rainforests take up about 5% of our planet's surface mm -hmm. and they contain 60 to 70% of all life. And on a good day, Don, we lose 3,000 acres of rainforest every hour. Wow. So this catastrophic loss of life is really unprecedented. And right now with the, with the onslaught of climate change mixed with homesteading and mining and all that contributing deforestation, Brazil is on the verge to lose probably 60% of its remaining habitat Goodness. within under a decade. Yeah. Listen, you mentioned all those things about how much we're losing, but the Amazon rainforest produces about 20% of the world's oxygen uh, and is often called the planet's lungs. That's according to the, the World Wildlife Fund. Uh, if, if it is irrevocably damaged, it could start emitting carbon instead, right? Well, it, not only is it the lungs, the respiratory organ for planet Earth, Don, it is a natural carbon reservoir. We take carbon, we cut that rainforest down that's locked up, that's been sequestered in those trees. That carbon then gets liberated into the atmosphere as a greenhouse gas. Mm. So we are literally taking our natural nature solution as a climate change remedy and turning it into the problem. Mm. I'm looking at these beautiful pictures and it's just hard to believe um, that it is happening when you juxtapose the, the, that to the, uh, the fire pictures. You have a lot of experience studying the rainforest. Many scientists and environmentalists agree that the rainforests are one of the best defensive against the threat of climate change. How important is the Amazon rainforest in trying to prevent the worst of climate change from occurring? It's critically important because not only is it a great reservoir for carbon, which is locked up in the material which makes up trees, and not only is it producing oxygen, but it actually, through the process of creating shade, is significant in controlling temperature for our planet and is also a part of our global hydraulic cycle, our water cycle. So if we continue on this course and then you integrate everything else, Don, that's happening on the planet, when you, you know, it used to be that uh, in the north we had the great environmental compass, which was the United States. Well, we are no longer that. So Bolsonaro, who is the president of Brazil, has a, has a no-holds-bar approach to the environment. He is basically the Trump of the South of Brazil. Interesting. Fires start and spread at a far quicker pace when the land is dry. Researchers say, though, that we, we've already seen more fires this year in the Amazon than ever before. And the driest part 
the year, Jeff, is, is still to come. I honestly hate to ask you this question, but where do we, where do you see this heading? I think we're heading to uh, a, a, a moment of reckoning that is going to shake us in the 21st century. We are now, Don, in the uh, what is argued to be the sixth extinction. And when you take, for example, the fact of what we're doing now in the United States, we've just pulled out all the teeth out of the Endangered Species Act. So we're no longer prioritizing our national natural heritage. When you take what's happening with habitat loss, like deforestation and rainforest, throw that in with the plastic waste issue around the world, the 10 billion pounds of trash we put in our oceans every year. Add that to the fact, Don, that in the next week or two, uh, Greenland will have lost half a trillion tons of ice. You put that all together, it makes me weep for my children's future. There we go. Is that crazy? Wow. That, On that's CNN. That's really interesting because I've been, um, I, I, I watched through this, like, ask me anything episode of, uh, of this former undercover CIA agent. This sounds like unrelated, but um, it, it was like this former, like, CIA, like, undercover agent dude or whatever. And one of the questions that someone asked him was, people are asking him things around around like false news and like how much inaccurate news news outlets um put out in general and he said that most of the news that news outlets put out and he specifically named cnn as like one of the one of the news outlets that he he like doesn't listen to because he's like well they, they put out so much like fake things anyways but uh you know what? Uh, honestly, pretty, they all, honestly the thing is, I don't think the only reason they're reporting on it is because it was, I think, on the cover of the New York Times or something. Uh, yeah. This has been going on for weeks. Nobody's been reporting on any of it. And now that it's become a, a news item and they know that they have to, uh, yeah. you know, they're reporting on it. Now, I don't know if Fox News is, but I was shocked that CNN had this out. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so when, when I found out about this, I, I thought it was a shocker on so many different levels, um, you know, because the, I, I don't know how you found out about it. The way that I found out about it was from people basically saying like, oh, this has been happening for three weeks and I'm just finding out about it. Where's the news coverage? Like that's, I, that's how it started for me. Like, how, how did you find out about it? Yeah, I was on social media and same thing. I saw this uh, all of a sudden, my news feed was just bombarded with all this, uh, uh, all these fire images of, in the Amazon and in the hashtag um amazon save amazonia or something uh you know and i was like what the hell and then i started just like reading into it and it was like this has been going on for three weeks we're just now finding out about it and you know and at the same time i was uh you know really digging into you know the whole 2026 crisis and you know last year when i first started hearing about the fact that we are facing um you know, species extinction, uh, you know, of our, of our wild animals by 2026, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, that was news to me last year, you know, and since then, it's not only a reality to me that our species is going to go extinct, but it's also a reality to me that not only our species, but humanity uh, is going to go extinct by then if we don't do something. Um, if we don't all get our heads out of Uranus, or my anus, or whoever anus your head's in, get your head out of there, 
because if you don't get your head out of your race, you are going to go up in flames. I mean, it's that freaking serious, you know, and I'm, I'm just tired of dancing around the fact, you know, this entire uh, episode, uh, you know, now that's out in, you know, in the world has, is forcing me to, you know, to go, you know what, this is our moment. This is, this is our moment, guys. You know, you're looking for a way to, to be useful. Tell all your non-vegan friends about this. They will believe CNN. They may not believe you, but if CNN says it, they're probably going to go, oh my God. I mean, I sent it to my Aunt Glenda this morning and my Aunt Glenda was like, I mean, she's in her 80s, right? Oh mm -hmm. no, poor Brazil. And I texted her back and I said, oh, Wayne Glenda, this affects the entire United, this affects the entire world. We're all, we're all in trouble. And she was like, uh-oh, that's what she said, U-H-O-H, it's some kind of weird face, uh-oh. Hey, have you and Tommy moved out yet? I mean, totally didn't even want to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, Aunt Glenda, I said, you know, the reason for this is because of animal agriculture. And she asked me again, have you and Tommy moved out yet? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like people's lack of willingness to find solutions to problem, to problems in general. It's like even, even one thing that I was, I was looking for in that video that you just shared with me is that they talk about the problem they basically talk about the problem for like you know four and whatever yeah four minutes plus and they never really offer up solutions they're never like oh we should do this we should do that they're just like oh this is the problem this is kind of why it caused it you know like even like they, they they talk about like the the ranchers and loggers thing but it's like it's it's it seems like such a it's like to us it's like wow like they actually mentioned that like that's that's great but it's also like just this like small like two second line in the beginning and i'm sure like a lot of people would have forgotten about it but more importantly it's just like by the end of the video there's like absolutely no call to action which is just so typical of news and also like so typical of the way that you know we think well, especially if they're going to call out tyson or cargill you know uh if they're going to call out fairfield you know if you're going to call out you got to them to do a call to action you know they got to basically say to uh their sponsors you know they got to give them the finger basically yeah because you this is the problem is that animal ag is responsible and the problem that news media outlets have is they support their networks them and pharmaceutical companies so for them to say yeah, you know, animal ag is the reason and what you need to do is stop eating animals and start eating plants. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for them to do that is, is, is basically suicide for their, um, for their outlet, their media outlet. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, absolutely. And, and here's, you know, one, one of the things that I realized from this particular fiasco is just like how, it's just like how I don't think that as people relying on traditional news outlets to relay information or to tell people to do something. Like I, I actually always thought that was a really bad idea. That was actually the, the reason that I started doing work on social media in the first place because of issues like this. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that tie down traditional media that there are many things that they're just not going to report on because they can't or they don't want to or whatever. And even when they do, it's going to be very like, 
you know, like they, they can't, they can't make statements that are super controversial. They're like, they're not going to tell people to, to stop exactly. or whatever. So it's just like, for, for me, like I was always like, well, I always knew that this was unreliable, which is why I think it's so important for us to, as, as people to find other ways of, of communicating our message. I think that's in, in a very, <laughs> I actually don't even know if this is an unpopular opinion. I, I've never really, really talked about this, but I think in the same way that you know, when most people see the Amazon rainforest burning down, you can see that the hashtag on social media is actually pray for Amazon or, or something like that. It's, oh it's God. like the, the call to action is pray for it, you know, and <laughs> as, as when, you know, pray for Amazon. When does that work? Yeah. When it's like, you know, as, as Gary Yurofsky famously said, which I love, he's like, you know, praying about something or saying that something is messed up or being against something doesn't do anything to solve the problem. And, and that's something that's that's very that's made very clear in our community, like pr pretty much because like, you, you know, like I follow the the vegan and animal rights community so closely. Everyone's like, guys, like let's stop this like praying thing and let's do this acting thing where we go vegan for the Amazon. Um, but also, I, I feel like we should we should approach like every problem in, in that way. Like I think that one thing that I saw a lot of people complain about is how or not, not, not necessarily complain about, but call out, is how, you know, where was the news coverage for this? When Notre Dame was burning in Paris, yeah. there was, like, news outreach, like, uh, there was news coverage, like, probably, like, you know, two and a half minutes later. But what about exactly. this? Like, weeks for, for it to even, even get out. Which, obviously, which obviously it, is, it is a problem, but I think that the solution is not pressuring news outlets to cover, cover these things more. Even, even though, like, we, we might want to do that, too, but I'm like, I think that's uh, uh, just, I, I don't even know if it's more viable, but, it, but at least I think it's, it's a lot more controllable in my opinion, is if we create networks of communication via things of like social media, or I, I shouldn't even say like via things like social media, because it, it literally is social media. Like I'm not even gonna sugarcoat this. Like I think that we should learn how to use um, like the, the different social media platforms that we have in order to communicate things that we want to communicate instead of being like, oh, the media should communicate that. Because by, by saying like the media should communicate that, to me, it's very similar to say, pray for the Amazon. It's like, it's, you know, it. just because we think that media outlets should report on something, I, like, I don't, Absolutely. I don't think Absolutely, because they're part of the problem will. too. Media outlets are also part of the problem. They're, yeah. they're completely sucking on that, the tit of the cow. And, and, and I mean, yeah, because we, we have to understand that they're, they're not like, you know, like media outlets are like are huge, complex organizations that there's so many people that are involved with so many different forces that we don't control. That right. is just like, you, you know, it's just like, it's just like this thing. But like for us, like if I want to post something on Instagram or Facebook, I can just do that. It's just like a, it's a one person show and like no one is censoring me. And of course, like I don't have the same reach that like some of these traditional news media outlets have but on the flip side we now see there's so many people on uh who who share just anything on well I, I guess like i was gonna say news but really share anything on social media that have a huge reach and that's actually not that's like having that kind of reach or having that kind of influence is not that much out of reach like if you look at if you look at things like you know plant-based news or which which is a news outlet for news regarding plant-based and vegan things like they are a news outlet that grew completely on social media, but they have a huge reach. So yeah. I think those things are possible. And, and Jane I, Unchained on Facebook. I mean, yeah, no, Jane Unchained exactly. on Facebook is massive. 
Yeah, exactly. And that was, that was exactly her point. Like, that's why, you know, she took to social media because exactly. she was like, well, oh, I, I don't have to, I, like, I don't have to report to anyone. I can basically report whatever I want. And, and well, let me just, let me just step in for a minute yeah, here yeah. and, you know, just say, you know, that's exactly what Jane uh, Velez Mitchell has instilled in, in me is that those that frame the debate win the debate. And if, you know, news media is all about framing things the way they need for us to see it. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get the money and the sponsors and what all that they need, yep. the ratings or whatever. They're framing the debate so that all of us out here, the masses, are believing their agendas. Yep. You know, when what we've got to do is we got to frame the debate the way it really is, the way it's really coming in without all these filters of capitalism and you know, uh, patriarch, uh, um, patriarchism and, you know, all of this. I mean, we've got to do our own um, framing. And, you know, I was telling my husband, Tommy, just yesterday about, you know, I said, man, I, I need a bigger platform, you know? And he says, Renee, you got, you got a platform. I said, no, I really, I, I need a bigger, we all need bigger platform. We need to do whatever we can to magnify our platforms so that our voice can be, be heard louder uh, so we can penetrate more. We have to be that beacon of light instead of being afraid to shine. We have to shine bright so that yep. those that are going to be stumbling around in the dark yep. uh, when they start to wake up, you know, have a place to turn to. I mean, we have to have a no fear, you know, approach to this. We've got to start magnifying our platforms, Ryuji. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you know, two things that relate to exactly what you just said. When I was reading that, uh, that Ask Me Anything with that CIA undercover agent, um, he was saying that it's very common for news outlets to basically lie to the public, even though like most, most of the lies that they would tell, are, it's, not, it's not so much like they would make up things. It's more so that they would like omit information or, you know, it's, it's mostly like these, these minor kind of things, but it's very common that they would do that in the interest in like in quote unquote public interest so if they think that they would promote like national security or whatever they're, they're really really quick to lie so that's like that's that's one thing but the other thing is i read once i forgot in which book i read this it was in a a book about it was a book about psychology but i, I forgot which one it was but basically that book was talking about how the news is not good it's like is not necessarily that good at telling people what they should think about things, but they're really good at telling people what to think about. And I think this whole episode really illustrates that because of course what's happening to the Amazon rainforest right now is horrible. Um, but at the same time, like this is the type of thing that's happening to the Amazon rainforest every single day. Yeah. It's not always dramatized in the form of like a huge fire spreading, but you know, like that, like that guy was saying on the, on the CNN news report, I like, I don't, I don't know the, I, I don't know his sources or I don't know other numbers from the top of my head. So, you know, but, but I, like say we trust him and that there are like 3000 acres of land being cleared every on a good day. Um, which I, I know, like, even, even though this, if that's not an exact number, I know it's close to reality. Like, yeah. you, you know, it's like that, that is already happening every day, but now that there's like this huge fire and now that like so many people are blasting it on social media, now all of a sudden people think that this is something that we should pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. We have had to pay attention to this for years and years and years and years, you know? So um, that's also why I think it's- but You know what? But you know what? The reason, the reason why 
I think that it's now out is because Animal Ag has been able to pay to keep things uh, unseen in the dark up till now. It's like now you can't unsee what's blazing in the Amazon. You can't unsee or unknow or unfeel what's melting in the Arctic and what's about to melt in Greenland. You can't unsee, unfeel, or unknow these things once they start happening. The problem is once these major climactic events are happening, it's too late. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to tell you, we've been, we've been trying to, to say, you know, it's time to get your head out, head out of Uranus, but you know, no one's listening or those that are listening are us. And now that things are actually happening, we have a platform now, we have a, a, a means now to say, look, if you, if you can't stop eating animals because of animal ethics, stop eating animals because of this. The fire in the Amazon, the ice melting in the Arctic, the ice, you know, what's fixing to happen is unprecedented in Greenland. Stop eating animals for the fact that your kids aren't going to have a future, period. Yeah. Do it for that. And, you know, forget the prayers. I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that praying doesn't help us take the next right step to take actions to see things happen. I mean, for me, prayer is... Is, is not like totally not, uh, not helpful. I, but I think is, is, you know, as, as I pray, I also need to do a rain dance, you know, I also I take action. If I'm yeah, going to yeah. pray, I also have to get up and go, you know, faith without works is dead. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say that, but you know, those of you that believe the Bible hook, line and sinker, <coughs> your faith ain't going to make it happen. <coughs> you got to yeah, do that's... something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Faith. Yeah. Right, get up and go do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, totally. Yeah, it's 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 always that like couple of action. As far as I know personally, also like every spiritual teaching that I've ever studied personally, I've always put an emphasis on on not just you know the the spiritual side of things, but also a lot on a lot on action. But um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's why you know like it's it's been so interesting to me see this whole thing go down and how there's so much emphasis put on this when really, you know, if we do consider ourselves environmentalists, that this is something that we should put an emphasis on every single day. And, and exactly like you said, that is why we need to build our, our platforms so that we can keep reminding people that, Hey, these are things that we should be thinking about. Exactly. Like, you know, as we talked about in the, um, in the episode with Chris Van Breen, the co-founder of DXC, he was telling this story <laughs> about how, I think it was in the podcast. It was one of, in one of the conversations. I'm pretty sure it's in the podcast. He said, you know, when, when he did a, a disruption once, he had someone or people like tell him, well, you know, I don't think this is the right way to go about it. Like, uh, you know, like you, you shouldn't do this. Like this is very aggressive or whatever. And he would just ask them, well, you know, have you thought about animal rights yesterday? And they'd be like, no. And he'd be like, well, did you think about it today? And they were like, yes. And that, that was the moment that really, that really yeah. stuck with me. Cause it reminded me of this exact concept, which is like, oh, like, yeah, like, you, you know, like, I know that there are people in my life that, um, th that say like, like, watch, watch what I do. And maybe they're not vegan, or like, I don't even know how closely they watch it. But I know that even by them following what I do, at least like, they have to be thinking about yeah. that I'm talking about, which already is like, 
is, is something is something that's really important, right? And like by building our platforms, we have the opportunity to co- to constantly be talking about the things that we think should be talked about in such a way that we can influence other people to constantly be thinking and acting upon those things as well. Um, which yeah, we well, you know there's a there's a there's a there's a spiritual um, remedy to that. That you're you're speaking about it. Uh, you're speaking to the the fact that you know you somebody's going to plant a seed and somebody's going to water the seed and then somebody is going to experience the result of somebody changing you know we we all have a part to play here we got to till the soil and i'm talking about the soil of human consciousness right now because this is also a human human rights issue this is not just animal rights it's human rights you know uh your choices to eat animal products are no longer a choice. You can't see this as a choice anymore. You gotta stop doing that because your choices are affecting the future of our planet. So yeah. this is not about choices anymore. We gotta start, start nurturing the soil of humanity just like we gotta nurture the soil of our mother earth. Yeah. We gotta plant seeds of how to get out of the humdrum consciousness of mm-hmm. what we've been uh, told to believe all these lies. I mean, we've got to, we've got to be willing to go into a different channel. And the only way to go into a different channel is to unplug from the channel you're in and plug into a different channel and start experiencing the feedback of what's real in this other channel. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying plugged in to a system that's going to take you all the way over the edge of the cliff and burn your ass up. If you want to stay plugged into that, then what you're going to see is annihilation of self, species, your family, anything you could ever hope and dream for, stay plugged into that. And that's what's going to happen. Or unplug into a system that we are generating, we are in out there, and change the face of the planet, change the way you look at food, the animals. You know, you got to unplug from this death trap, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, by the way, go down on the Zoom thing and like unshare your screen so that I can have a video of you talking as well. I do what? Go 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 down there and unshare unshare your screen. Oh. You're, you're still sharing your screen, so I'm I'm not getting like a oh, oh great. Nice. Yeah. Um. What was that? That 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 really what, what you were just saying just reminded me of something. Um. Oh yeah yeah yeah. What one of the things that you know I, I was listening to a lot of uh, Gary Rosky lately, and one thing that he says sometimes is he's like, can we stop? making up excuses to keep eating animals and start making up excuses to care about them. And that's something that's, wow. that's, that's stuck with me so much <clears throat> because, you know, overwhelmingly right now, like even, even with this situation, it's the, the, the battle is so much like, you know, people fight so hard to keep doing what they're doing and keep doing what they're used to or not give up their habits and it's like people people want everything. I think that's one of the main things that he outlines. But this is what you know, people want every people want to be able to post about the Amazon rainforest and be against it. And at the same time, they want to be able to keep doing what they're doing and refuse to take responsibility for it. Yeah, and right on. It, it's like it's so it's so ridiculous how we don't as de- like I'm like, can we please by default start thinking about solutions and thinking about things that we can do and act upon the problems that we see in the world, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's so, it's so like, you know, it's, it's so ridiculous thinking about it, not just now, but I'm reading a book right now called 
um, A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn, which is an incredible yeah. book. And Howard Zinn is a historian that writes history from the point of view of the oppressed. And basically the reason he does that is because tip, very, very typically, at least in, uh, in public education, I guess, the way that you learn about history is through the point of view of people in power. Like I remember when I, when I grew up in France and I learned the history of France, I learned the history of the kings and queens of France. That's how I learned about history. But that disregards the point of view of the many, many more you know, peasants and farmers and the people who don't, who, don't, who don't have any power. And their point of view is just as legitimate, if not oh, yeah. more legitimate, than the, than the point of view of the, of the kings and queens. And, you know, basically what, what he was trying to show was that history for the, the majority of history, even though we think about history as the story of progress and the story of, uh, you, you know, we, we, think about, we think about these big events, like, you know, the, the first chapter of the book talks about Christopher Columbus and how he basically came and killed everyone in, in, the, in the Americas and enslaved them and stuff. And like, you, you know, and, and basically what he was talking about is how we like to tell these stories as stories of progress, as, as you know. Yeah, we were taught to worship him. Yeah, we were taught to worship him and we taught to like sweep under the rug the horrible things that happened all throughout history. And we say like, oh, like it was, it was great that that happened. But really when you look at it from another point of view, which is the point of view of actually the majority of humans who lived in, on, on, on the planet, history really sucks. History is just like this story of oppression and of killing each other and of being enslaved. And it's like, that's pretty much what history is for the majority of human beings who have lived on the planet, which really like shifts your perspective when you, when you really think about that. But, you know, it really makes me think like, yo, and, and this is exactly what Howard talks about in his books. Cause he's like, you know, it doesn't serve us to look at the past and like point fingers and blame people because we can't change the past. But oh, this is still what is happening today. And basically his plea, like what he's asking is, yo, can we like, can we, can we just stop this and recognize what we're doing so that we can basically change and, and, and like, you know, and, and I think that it's so related to the situation that's going on right now, because I mean, it's, it's exactly the same thing. Like, yo, like, you know, like I said, this, the destruction of the environment has been going on for <clears throat> very long time and it's like can we please just like look at this as a very serious issue that's happening and find solutions and just like recognize it and just like well we were able to keep it uh oppressed that's the reason why there's oppression uh is because oppression you know serves capitalism Mm -hmm. you know oppression of people of animals of uh our planet you know uh, of our land it all it does is it serves it serves capitalism mm-hmm. that's what and what is capitalism it's you know if you take it all the way back to the origin it means you know capita means head which is interpreted uh, according to dr tuttle you know as you know head of cattle i mean when you say how many head of cattle you got uh that's all in, implying that the more head of cattle you have the more money you have and so our capitalism is based on cows. It's based on livestock. Our stock market is based on the stock you know, on livestock. 
when you take the the you know our entire uh, the fabric of our of who we are as a humanity has been programmed we've been programmed to believe that you know war is necessary when you but when you take the word war and you define it in Sanskrit it means the desire for more cattle so what's important to understand Ryuji is yes you know people you know it's time for them to wake up but we've been so buried literally buried under tons of beliefs regarding the fact that what we're doing is not only right but sacred and so it's kind of like uh, uh people rising up out of the dead like but like when i woke up into veganism it was as if i had been asleep mm -hmm. uh almost dead yeah. to real, the reality of what's really going on and when i finally pushed through all of these layers of conditioning of lies it was as if i was some creature emerging like a zombie you know like uh like i'm like emerging out of the the soil like oh my god i'm awake finally it took me fucking 50 years you know or 60 years to finally get out of this hell hole and and now that i'm out of it i can see it for god's mm -hmm. sake yeah yeah yeah. i mean to blow your ears out but to have to oh, no, see no, no. have to see this hell hole without the defenses of lies, without the defenses of beliefs, without the defenses, you know, that have been so carefully calculated around our humanity. We're waking up now from this, guys. And what we have to do is not fight the existing system. Fighting the existing system, thank you, Dr. Rao, for getting me to see this, is not the answer. We can't, we can't fight that unless we just want to go down with it. Okay. We got to create a new system. We got to be a light. We got to be the beacon. We got to wake up and we got to be keep blazing this path so that hopefully just as we are destroying the planet and this other system, those of us that know that what's real, know that we can actually do something or that we need to do something. We got to blaze that path. So those that are waking up going, Oh my God, nowhere to go. And if we keep going on that path of saving the planet, saving ourselves, saving the animals, you know, if we go on this path, we will end war, we will end violence, we will end suffering, and then things can come back to a stable nature for our planet. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so simple, right? In theory, yeah. It's so simple, and yet I know that if I can wake up, if you can wake up, if Howard Lyman can wake up, if Jennifer Barrett and Rodney Barrett can wake up, if Cindy and Richard Trailer can start waking up, Holly and Davy Shockrell and other ranchers out there that are on the verge of awakening, if, if, if people can wake up, and so can you, if you're listening, you can wake up. We're here. We got the light on for you. You know that commercial on TV about Motel 6 or something? Hey, it's no we'll leave the light on for you. Well, you guys, when you start waking it up, when you start waking up, we got the light on. Come on, let's do this. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that makes a, a great point to conclude this discussion. Unless, do you have anything else to add? 
well, I don't even know who the heck we are, but other than that, I'm sure we've said enough. That's true. Who, who, who are we? I always forget who we are. I, I, every time we, we chat, I'm like, God, who is this guy? I'm like, I think we're like the, we're like the two, the two. The two rowdy. Vegans. Yeah, we are the two rowdy vegans, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate y'all so, so much. It's time to wake the F up.